So what are we talking about today? Mm. Oh. Mm. 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 We can talk mm. topical things like guns. Mm. 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 Look, I haven't done anything with my life. You know what I mean? I thought you went to Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania or something. I talked about that in another podcast. But this is our lifestyle podcast. All my podcasts are lifestyle podcasts. Oh, so you actually can't talk about that, huh? That sucks. I could. No, I don't have anything to say. Because nothing happened? You went out You went out of the country to the great country of Pennsylvania and you have nothing to say? Went to a wedding. Who talks about weddings? I, weddings? That seems to be an okay thing to talk about. What interesting thing has ever happened at any wedding you've ever been in? One of our friends spent $3,000 at his trip club. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, a lifestyle podcast hosted by adults with jobs and families who are trying to figure out how to make time to have fun in the grown-up world. We like to nerd out, but we're more than just fun and games. Check out our website to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play Music, and elsewhere at GameLifeBalance.us. And if you like us, then please tell your friends to check us out. I'm Jeannie from Tyrion's Landing, a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Here we go. Did you did you follow at all the history of the Kickstarter for Mighty Number no. Nine? It elicits a laugh from you, so I assume that that means that yes, you did. You did follow the saga or have been following the saga that has been this Kickstarter. Not closely, but closely enough to know. So the gist. I'll give of you it. a. I'll give you the most basic of basic primers. So Mighty Number no. Nine was kickstarted like three years ago. Raised something like one. Point five or like three point five million dollars, something. It was pretty successful, uh, much more than they than they had uh, had initially required and requested. And for background, this is a it's video. A, it's a video game. game. Yep, and it was it was from the creator of Mega Man, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so this was supposed to be like because he doesn't have the rights to Mega Man, Capcom does. This was supposed to be like a spiritual successor to Mega Man that he was going to make a game in the style of Mega Man. But it has had probably the most unfortunate Kickstarter uh, progress that has public, like in a, as far as like a, a large public project uh, that from like any Kickstarter. And today it finally came out. And keep in mind that this game has been delayed. It's been at least three times officially, four, maybe five times, some outrageous amount of times. Um, and the Kickstarter backers were, were you know, understandably pretty upset over the course of this development because I think initially they said it would be out three years ago or two years ago or something. Uh, either way, it's incredibly far later than was originally uh, anticipated. <laughs> so the game finally comes out today. Finally, after all of this waiting. And I, I could get on Steam right now and I could buy it and I could be playing it. And for the Kickstarter backers, they were sent codes and many of the codes do not work to download the game. Because apparently, the company that made the game sent, like, codes for the wrong regions of the platforms for the people that had kickstarted the game. So, like, 
if you had Steam in the United States and you were getting it on Steam, you may have accidentally got a code sent for like Chinese Steam. And so Steam won't let you download it when you do it. And that it, that goes across like all of the different platforms that Mighty Number no. 9 got released on today. So the one group of people that could not get the game were the Kickstarter backers who have already who have already been the ones that invested the money to make the game, to help make the game, and have had to wait multiple years longer to get the game. I saw that was interesting, kind of really crappy, kind of a, you know, like, I think there's way more failed Kickstarter stories out there than there are successful ones. And this is just another f- another failed one, but it's it's a failed one in our sphere of interest. So I thought it was worth talking about. Yeah, I think there are probably more failures than successes in the video game realm. A few years ago, I backed a project called Unsung Story. Have you ever heard of that? I vaguely remember it. I vague, it was it was a Final Fantasy Tactics like game from the creator of Final Fantasy Tactics, meant to be the spiritual successor of Final Fantasy Tactics. An exceptional game, and I have no idea what happened to it. No idea. You know what? You know what I got in the mail a month ago is a documentary, a DVD documentary about the Iron Sheik that I had kickstarted five years ago, twenty five years ago. I don't. I I literally kickstarted this game, this DVD you know, I project. I think that was the first Kickstarter project ever announced. I think that was their inaugural Kickstarter project. Was the Iron Sheik documentary? Making of yeah, the, the Iron making Sheik. of the Iron Sheik, yeah. So I did get that eventually, but I, I had literally forgotten about it. I, w- I was occasionally getting email updates, and then I think I unsubscribed because I just didn't care. It was just like, send me the DVD when it's done and ready, and I will have it, and that will be great. But I, I don't like these long and I don't like following the development of things or following the production of things. I, I just think that it's such a waste of energy. The people that follow movies really closely, Suicide Squad, didn't that get delayed a bunch of times? Is that out yet? I mean, I think for people with like a very, with like an interest in how the sausage is made, right? Like those people get a lot out of this. But part of the problem is that Sometimes with these failed Kickstarters, like the, like in Mighty Number no. Nine, there was no communication as well. Like people would just wake up one day and it would be delayed again for another couple of months. With zero communication as to what was going on, right? But for for some people that like follow their their hobbies very closely and are more interested in like the actual production of the things in their hobbies, like that that stuff's great, right? No, it's it's a watched pot never boils. Oh, so you're that's the way. So you're saying you're saying if people are watching game development, game development doesn't happen. Okay, yeah. right. So, so you, so using that theory, we could set up a plan so that no games were ever made again, ever. Why would we make that? Because plan? that's like it's like an evil, it's like an evil supervillain plan. A world oh, without you want It's like a world without video games, and then we could make a documentary about the movie we were making about the end of video games as we knew it. Can we kickstart it? It was like Inception. It just blew. It, my whole mind was blown just now. Because that's the only way I'll, I'll, I'll do it, is if we get it backed on Kickstarter. And then those people will demand a documentary of the making of our movie. Did you ever play Exploding Kittens? Have I heard of Exploding Kittens? I actually played Exploding Kittens. 
that no, I said, have you played Exploding Kittens? Yes. I've... Then you then you told me that I asked you a different question. Then you asked. It's, then you answered the initial question because, that I had asked. It's because you. your internet's cutting out a little bit. My internet's not cutting out a little bit. That was questionception. It was questionception, right? Uh, questions I, that what you want me to lower the here let me lower the fidelity here here's what's going to happen i'm going to lower it so that i look i look as pixelated as the playstation final fantasy 7 look how pixelated that's i am actually perfect so um yes i have played exploding kittens what do you think i thought it was cute and fun and a good little light card game and it was cute do you think it was worth the Several million dollars that it raised on Kickstarter. Was it several million dollars? It was several. Like I mean, Exploding Kittens was this card game created by the creator of The Oatmeal, which is a good comic, admittedly. And it asked for something around twenty or thirty thousand dollars to get backed, and raised literally several million dollars. Several million. So the game is just a deck of cards. So I imagine. I don't know what he did with all that extra money, but good for him. Probably pocketed a lot of it. I don't know if that works that way. I don't know if you can. I'm pretty sure you, you have to. Kick, I mean, what are the, what's Kickstarter going to do? Give back the money? No, I I don't know. I don't know. So, um, yeah. It, you haven't thought this through at all. It, You're completely wrong. I won that argument. Maybe you do pocket the money. I don't know. It's just, just it seems it seems like there'd be some sort of contingency against that. What but... kind of conti- what's contingency? If ten if ten if a hundred thousand people say I'm going to give this guy ten dollars, then there's it, what I mean. You can't not take money at some point. I mean, it's like if there's a thirty day time window and the window is still open and you give money. I mean, what you can't get to the end and then be. But then like, you can't swim with all that money in your pockets because you would drown. Just saying, and it's summertime. I'm just saying. All right. I would, yeah, all right. I would rather swim. Um, so, so anyway, I thought that was thought that was an interesting, interesting development, and I think I it would was, hope that I think it was the most appropriate way for the entire Kickstarter and Mighty Number no. Nine saga to come to a close. To have one last last kind of screw you to the Kickstarter backers. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not making a commentary on game development because I don't know anything about it from a firsthand perspective. I only know what I have obviously read about it and heard about it. And I understand that it is incredibly difficult, incredibly time-consuming. Very frequently, there's a lot of crunch time where people are pulling 16-hour days. I, I don't know what goes into it. And I am not commenting at all on the, the quality of development or the length of time. I think... It's probably fine that the game took that long to make. I'm commenting more on just like the tragedy of the situation for the Kickstarter backers who were the first ones in and then have to wait at the very end to finally get the finished product. You know, I I briefly regretted not backing that game until I saw the first screenshots and the art style is just that's sad. Have you seen the art style? No. It's like a bad, rejected Saturday morning cartoon, but worse. Like a rejected Nickelodeon Saturday morning cartoon. Although Nickelodeon cartoons were really good, but a rejected one. It sounds pretty bad. A rejected Saturday morning cartoon on a major TV network 
that originally was designed for Nickelodeon, but was rejected by Nickelodeon, and then was sent over to the major networks, then went some network overhauls, then was re-rejected by the networks, sent back to Nickelodeon, they kicked it over to MTV, gave it an oh, even man. worse art style, like Beavis and Butthead or something, that's just basically hard to look at, or Red and Stimpy, and then got kicked back over to Nickelodeon by MTV, and then still never made it. That's what happened. They went straight to DVD, just like Tremors 5. And then it showed up in your mailbox, and it turned out to be a documentary on the Iron Sheik. It all comes back around. It's circular. Which I had backed on Kickstarter. Did you know they made a Tremors 5 and released it last year, moreover? I didn't, but that's actually not surprising to me from kind of the... Yeah, I mean, because as soon as they made Tremors 3 after Tremors 2, which Tremors 2 didn't even get a theatrical release, but then they made Tremors 3, you could kind of assume, I think, like those people in the horror movie aficionados, right, could just assume that they were just going to keep making them and release them to DVD or Netflix or something. Yeah, the first one was not really a horror movie, though, per se, was it? No, it was like a, well, it was, yeah, it was, it was campy horror. It was, it was a monster, it was a monster movie. It it was, it was a, yeah, it was, it was, it was was Gremlins. Sure, yeah, it was, it was a monster movie. Gremlins is not, however, a horror movie per se. I think it was rated R, though. I think it was a hard R. Oh, it was a hard R. It was rated R. Right, for pirates so um yeah tremors was good i'm glad we got there tremors was good tremors to the aftershock also pretty good not as good as i remember but pretty decent last time i saw it tremors 3 unacceptable unacceptably bad do you know that they call the tremors i think they actually renamed them something like ass munchers and i'm not even exaggerating it's 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 literally a dollar sign dollar sign and then some word like grabbers or Something like that. It's like an eight-year-old walked into his dad's bedroom and just wrote some stupid word on the script or drew a picture of a penis or something. And then the dad looked at it and said, That's funny, son. I'm going to put it in this movie. And then I'm going to go dress up like Santa Claus and work at the mall because that's my side job. And that's why I talk like this. And the fourth one takes place in the 1800s. What does that even mean? Why? What's the... Why? I don't know why that... I don't know why that series kept going. The progression of the series is literally monsters, then monsters get stronger, then monsters get stronger, and then in four, suddenly it's, never mind, we're going back to prehistoric times. It's dumb. It'd be like if you made three Star Wars movies... And then made a prequel that took place way before the other ones where the technology isn't as developed and you have talking cartoon characters that look worse than the actual animatronics in the original trilogy. That's what that's like. Can you imagine? I can't imagine that ever happening. Me neither. It's been a while since we <laughs> talked last. talking about Tremors. That's good. I could tell from your tweets today that you were actually very excited about talking about Tremors. I knew it was on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the, one of the things that happened since the last time we recorded was that there was probably the most important holiday that exists in the year, don't you think? Easter. So I just want to take this moment to wish a happy Father's Day uh, to our our friends across the pond. I, don't, I still don't know what pond it is. 
but I believe uh, Rob and Andrew both, you know, Andrew's expecting a child. In fact, I think that they're currently on break from recording because his wife is is going to be giving birth. And he's Are they going, on break yet? They're they're gonna. I don't know if they're. Are it's, they it's, planning a break? Yeah, or is it's Rob either, just gonna. Well, they've already got some episodes in the can that they're gonna go. Oh, right so, in the can. Yes, yes. Yep. So, um, but I, I know Andrew's expecting a child. So congratulations to him as he will be a new dad. And then Rob has a little girl that he talks about quite frequently, and obviously that makes him a father as well. So happy Father's Day to him too. I am also a father's a father. So happy Father's Day to me. And I think that that takes care of pretty much everybody uh, in the game life in the game life offices. You should you. I mean, you could wish me a, fa- a happy Father's Day as well. Nope, I pretty much wished everybody I wanted to a happy Father's Day. Why don't I get a happy Father's Day? Because you're not a father that I know of. Oh, so happy possible Father's Day to you. That's actually a good point. That should be a holiday, possible Father's Day. No, that's that's not a holiday for anybody. It should be. Nobody wants that day. I think it should be a day. So, I you know, Father's Day was celebrated like. Father's Day was celebrated in the best way possible, and we just had a barbecue. Wait, are we doing a segment right now? A very a very brief one on life stuff. 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 Yeah, yeah, very, very brief one. Um, we celebrated Father's Day the best way that I knew how, uh, and we had a barbecue with, like, all of Casey's family, and I, I got ribs, which are my favorite food, so we, I ate, like... A rack and a half of ribs. Every year you talk about eating ribs on Father's Day. Every year, before you even were a father, you would talk about eating ribs it's, on Father's Day. And now I get to enjoy it as a father. It's pretty much the best. So that was my Father's Day. And the other cool thing is I got like random text messages from random people wishing me Happy Father's Day, which didn't actually happen last year. So that was pretty cool too. Just like getting random Happy Father's Day. Didn't my dad wish you one on Facebook? Probably, but I don't check Facebook. Oh, right. So maybe he wow. did. And if he did, thank you very much, Bob. He's probably He not doesn't listen to this podcast. No. <laughs> no, I would God not. Help, God help him if he does. I would not subject either of my parents to this podcast. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, but, but we're also, we're also uh, doing swimming lessons for Max again this year, which we did last year. And last year he didn't like the pool pretty much like at all. Like it was very difficult to get him in there. And he's pretty tentative on moving around in there. He would jump in the water without anybody holding him immediately. Like, it's actually far more dangerous now than it was then. Because if we weren't watching, he would 100% jump into the water, into the deep end, without a second thought. He is obsessed with the water right now. Obsessed. If he, as an adult, is as good at anything as he is at trying to kill himself now, he's going to be a pro. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's pretty... <laughs> And and so anyway, you know, you're, like the way these these swim lessons are set up is it's like, like there's one parent with their kid in the pool, and there's like eight eight of you in like a big circle, and then that's kind of how they how they do um, they have you do different exercises and stuff in the pool as a group. And I look around, and everybody's holding their kid in the pool, and their kids are all like just chilling out, looking happy in the pool. And Max is literally not. He is kicking his legs constantly and flailing about trying to get away from me so he can go swimming in the pool. It is outrageous. Like, I'm I'm having to hold on to him like he's a bucking bronco trying to get out of my arms in the pool because he's that just excited about being in the water. So that was our, like, that was our swim lesson experience. That's how it's going to be for the next couple of weeks as we do more swim lessons. But um, 
I mean, I certainly would rather have him like the water than be scared of it, but I kind of want him to be, I don't know, a little scared of it. I don't know, as somebody who's trying to keep his son from dying, you know? Well, but fear leads to hate. Lead, fear leads to anger, anger leads anger. to hate, yeah, hate leads does. to suffering. So and if he's afraid, then he'll suffer. And then what do you do? You got a suffering okay. kid. I think I would be okay with him being a Sith. He'd, he'd cry more, and he would then cut you in half on a but, bridge. But he would be incredibly attractive. Yes. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was my Father's Day. It was good. Your Father's Day was probably the same as any other day, wasn't it? Yeah. Cool. Actually, it, as it happened, I happened to see Flight of the Concords on Father's Day. What is that? You know Flight of the Concords. Did they make a movie? They had a TV show for two seasons. It's a, it's it? a group from New Zealand. They do funny songs. Was it on HBO? Did they do I funny songs? I literally haven't heard a song of theirs, I don't think. As, as, you 100% they, have. Do they do funny songs like Weird Al or like the Lonely, Lonely Island group? Like what kind of funny songs are we talking about? No, right? They write their own funny songs. They're very, very funny. You should definitely listen to some Flight of the... You've never... You've heard... I, we discovered the, them at... I discovered them in college because this, a couple of, their, couple of their songs went viral back in the day, you know, when the internet was young and only three things a year went viral. This was them. Okay. You would so, know them if you heard them. They're very funny and they're from New Zealand. Ought okay. New Zealand. It still doesn't... I st- listen. I I maybe I know them. I don't know. Was it a good concert? It was a great concert. Good. It was at Millennium Park, which is which is objectively the the best concert venue you can pretty much go to unless it's raining. It's it's I mean it's super cool. You're like they're there, and then the backdrop is the Chicago skyline, which is amazing. The amphitheater itself slash pavilion whatever is great. You get lawn seats for half the price of the seat seats, which was great. So we just got to like lay around on the lawn and you know drink contraband bottles of wine that we had brought in and uh, Trader Joe's picnic. No, no, we went to Whole Foods. Of course you did. That was an accident. We would have gone to, to Trader Joe's. Who, what do you mean, of course I would go to Whole Foods? Whole goes, Foods. You look like such a Whole Foods guy. Look at your face. You think I'm that bourgeoisie. You think I'm that bourgeoisie. I think you're that bourgeoisie. You think I'm that bourgeoisie. I think you're that bourgeoisie. Laissez-faire. Laissez-faire bourgeoisie. So how was, your, how was your decadent Whole Foods meal? Was it $150 for three things? Sacre bleu. We got three uh, decoupage and called it a night. Only three decoupage. That doesn't seem like Pinot enough for Noir, you And a Pinot Noir. And a Pinot Grigio. And a, a Pinot Grits. Gr- so it was good. You, so you had a good time. My girlfriend just yelled from the next room to stop. I don't know what that means, but I thought that whatever just happened was highly entertaining. If you thought that was highly entertaining, please tweet at me, at Producer Cody. You can find John at at Game, and we'll talk to you next time on this episode. You know, I guess I'm just really glad that you were able to treat yourself for Father's Day. I think that that's really big of you. To be able to do that, I Thank also you. know that I'm. I also know that I'm really, like, an adult because my, like, my presents for stuff now. Like, my big present for Father's Day was a leaf blower. Like that is you like are... that is like the most domestic male gift that you can possibly get. Right? It's like getting a weed the... whacker or a lawnmower or something. You are the most domestic male I've ever known. I am. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. 
It's I'm not. It wasn't a job. I mean, I got, I mean, I got a house to take care of, so it's, it wasn't it's actually, a knock. It's actually pretty sweet. Quit knocking me, bro. Go back to your Whole Foods. I'll I'll do what I can. You know what is difficult as an adult is booking flights. Have you done that lately? Actually, we internationally? just did. We well, not internationally, dude. There are some options out there. I just had the I for. Was it the full hour? For the full hour between the time I got home this evening and the time we started recording our podcast, it was over an hour I spent just booking flights. And I'm not even done with my itinerary yet. So so a little background. So um, as Game Life Balance Australia has a couple episodes in the can as AC has a baby and, and works on life and stuff, we're actually going to put an episode in the can for July because in July I'm going to be traveling to Europe. And the reason for, for like this is... For like all of July. For pretty... Well, the second half of July. Um, so my girlfriend has some interests in Madrid and wants to go check them out. So she's going to be staying there during her summer break because she's a teacher and that's what teachers do is they go on summer break. And why not do it in Madrid, right? Especially when Airbnb is cheap. So then I'm like, well, I should go too. But my office, my business was like, hold on. The people in our London office would really like to meet you and do some stuff with them. So you should fly into London and then go to Madrid. So I'm like, cool. So before this podcast, I booked my flight to London and I booked my return flight from Madrid to Chicago but I still have not booked my actual travel to get from London to Madrid. I'm thinking about hitchhiking. I don't know how hard that would be. There's a there's a body of water there. Where? Between between London and Madrid. Well, right, but there's Lake Michigan here, and I still got from Chicago to. It's a good Martin point. I, I think you're going to be fine. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. So I don't know, but dude, so I started with Google Flights, which does, one does would that, presume. Does that mean you get to? Be on the company's dime too? No, that's a bummer. No. Well, I I don't know. I I might I might try to see if they can get me from London to Madrid because we briefly talked about that. I probably should have gotten that in writing before I committed. But but the rest, I know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, they'll probably pay for my cab from Heathrow. What is London Heathrow? Is that okay. right? Okay, London. I don't. They'll they probably pay for my cab from the airport to the office, back to the airport to fly to Madrid. But I don't know. Maybe I'll get lunch on them or something one day. Okay. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't really want to push for it because because the thing is, when I'm there, they're letting me work out of our Madrid office for a week, which means that I can stay in Madrid for a week working, of course. But I don't have to use vacation time for those seven day, those five That's days. Pretty, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, and that that gives me basically an extra weekend to enjoy being there. So that's. It's it's a sweet deal for me, and I was like, you know what? I mean, if I'm going to pay the money anyway, what the heck? I'll see if, if they're going to do that for me. I'm not going to push my luck and ask them to pay for stuff. So it's a very it's a very cool opportunity. I'm very thankful for it. I love my employer. And um, so anyway, I start with Google Flights. Google Flights, you think is the best one? No. And then I'm going to the native sites. I'm going to Aer Lingus, and I'm going to United. And then I tried Kayak. Have you done Kayak? Oh yeah. Yeah, kayak is good. So kayak gave me one of those mystery deals. Have you ever done one of those? Oh, I haven't, but that sounds dangerous. So usually the mystery deals are a very wide time frame, and it'll be generally from Priceline or Orbitz, and they'll say, okay, we'll book you on a flight between 6 a.m. and noon. 
And then we'll book you on a return flight between 4 p.m. and 11 p.m. with a quote-unquote major airline, but we can't reveal any of the details <gasps> unless Secrets. you book. Right? It's it's like Secrets. flight roulette. So I found a site, though, which, of course, I can't remember the name of because I'm an awful host or whatever I am. Um, He's typing. He's it's, Googling. It, it's a, I'm looking at my Gmail. So... Uh, I ended up booking on Just Fly, but before I did that, I booked on Vayama, V-A-Y-A-M-A. I haven't heard of any of these sites. I'm sure. That, right. I'm sure. Did you? Did you just get a crypto locker virus? Probably. Google. No. Uh, Kayak actually got. So Kayak, I found a deal I kind of liked, and I clicked through to see where the site was, and you had to book it through Vayama. And I go, and I'm looking. And it, it gives me some criteria, and, and the time frames were much tighter. It said, leave between 2 and 4 p.m. Friday, arrive between 5 and 6 a.m. Uh, or th- sorry, Thursday, arrive between 5 and 6 a.m. Friday. Oh, okay, that's a one-hour window. Great. The next one was leave between 5 and 6 p.m. to go to Madrid, arrive between 9 and 10 p.m. It's like, okay, this is really tight. So I go and I'm ready to book and I'm, you know, I'm hovering over the thing because when you click on a very large purchase, you always have to hover for at least a few minutes before you actually click. And I get there and there's this big button. There's a button right there. This big button right on the top. There's a button. And it says, satisfaction guarantee. If for any reason you are not satisfied with the airline's flights and times displayed after booking, you may cancel your purchase without any penalties or fees. No charges will be made on your credit card, and you can select another option on Viama that better suits your needs. Wow. If you do it within 60 minutes. So I booked, looked at it, checked a couple other comparisons, and then thought to myself, you know what? The timing is a little tight on this flight that they had me on from, from London to Madrid. I'm just going to cancel it. And I canceled it. And I got two emails right away that said, hey, cancel. It was like all crazy. So I got all my money back, um, went on to another site, went back on the kayak, basically rebooked the first and last flight. And now I'm just going to figure out the London to Madrid later. But but I would recommend Vayama, uh, assuming I don't actually get Several hundred slash thousand plus dollars charged my credit card for no reason. I I would say Viama was pretty legit, but I found them through Kayak, and Kayak is a pretty good service. So you haven't actually figured out if they have refunded you yet. Okay, no, this is going to go well. They said they didn't charge me, so I don't know. It's going to go fine. Well, I do have in writing that they wouldn't charge me, and legally, if you have anything in writing... Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go to a small claims court and present that email, and that would honestly, this is actual professional legal advice. That would literally be enough for them to. I mean, that would I would win. I get the money. <laughs> Sounds like you know what you're talking about. So I'm certainly not going to argue with you. No, I mean when I'm on, uh, when I'm on WGN Radio Sundays with Brian, we always have a, a, a legal expert and attorney on our show in the last hour of every program. And every week, she tells somebody, get it in writing. Get something in writing. If you have anything in writing, it's admissible in court that is officially from the person. Any correspondence, any uh, communications you've had with the person, always get everything in writing, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, if I get two confirmation emails that say, hey, here's your full refund, and I have an email that says literally, click here and you will not be charged anything, then that's 100% admissible and, and would definitely win me a case. I think Judge Judy would rule for you. Judge Judy, 
would rule the seven kingdoms. <clears throat> so do you want to talk about Final Fantasy XIV? No. You want to shelf that for uh, for next time? I mean, we can for touch on it. They... Spend some more t- after you've spent some more time with it. Well, this is a weird episode, right? Because we were both chatting earlier, and we both have a lot of... Do you have a lot of things planned this summer? I do. I now have... We've got Gen Con coming in about four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, five weeks. Uh, and then the weekend before Gen Con, I'm now going to Vegas. Right. Spending five, four days there. So that's going to be two awesome, exhausting weekends in a row. Um, so those are my two big... Summer plans. Right. And then I've got my trip. Before my trip, I'm going to Book of Mormon at the end of the month, followed the next night by Guns N' Roses. So Sweet. I, we both have things on our calendar. We both have things planned. And, and we will have a lot of things to talk about. But we, we landed on this bizarre kind of in-betweener week where neither of us have been playing a ton of video games. Although I have started... Well, I've- what have you? I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. It's just like, I think that'll be a very fun discussion to have after you've spent more time with it and seen more of the game. Yeah, that's it. Because I just started. So and I agree. I, you know, I'm only at level 15. I've got four or five hours under my belt. It'd be nice to get a bit further, talk to you more in depth about that. But right. yeah, we, we got kind of this, uh, caught in this kind of in-between week. So I just wanted to make this a very loose podcast. Very Gross. loose. Gross. Lucid gross lucid podcast you know gross. and uh i don't know just kind of a quick update on, on where we're at what we're up to you know, it's summer i feel like we shouldn't have to think about things no summer rules like we ate food from my garden for the first time we harvested a bunch of lettuce and made a giant salad out of it and it was awesome i harvested some humans the other day it's a weird thing to harvest you would really is it is it though is it so strange no, it really yeah it really is weird you might be right Okay. So yeah, I've summer I agree. Summer rules. I've been spending a lot of time out in the yard. Summer rules. I've been spending a lot of time inside. It's a good place to be too. It's, it's I mean it's it's always It is. It's a good, it's always, it's a good place to it's be. It's always there when you need it. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, you don't know what that means. Nope. Doesn't mean anything. Nope. So, thank you for joining us as usual folks. Uh Cody says it sometimes. I'll say it today. We're part of uh, of a network of podcasts called the Good and Geek Podcast. Network. Uh, network. I just, you got to let me finish. Network. It's, we got stuff we're doing here. It takes a little while to get through stuff. Network, um, Jonathan. Network. It's a variety of podcasts on geeky, geek culture, very, then also very specific things uh, in geek culture, specific TV shows, things like that. Um so on, we'll say on Tyrion's Landing, which was our, uh, that's our Game of Thrones podcast on the network. Uh, the women of Tyrion's Landing are talking season six, episode no one. That was actually, I think, the one before this Battle of the Bastards that just aired. Is that right? I d- you're spoiling everything. I, that was literally the title of the episode. Yeah, and it's spoiling everything. So the women of Tyrion's Landing are, t- are uh, talking season six, episode no one. Find out if they think you can run after being stabbed in the gut. Do you think you can run after being stabbed in the gut? Me personally, yeah. Okay, it's a it's a hot take with a, with what with a spork? Yeah, you gonna stab me with a spork? Something something like that. Uh, uh, and then on the official gunageek.com podcast, this is an important one to plug here. It's episode one hundred and fifty, an award winning podcast. 
Uh, there's a special celebratory segment inside this milestone 150th episode of the GunnaGeek.com podcast. What is it? Well, we'll just say that the show is now award-winning. Find out. Uh, find this episode at www.geeks.link/150. Obviously, you can also just go to the GunnaGeek website and find it from there. That's the official GunnaGeek.com podcast. You. It was funny. I liked it. I laughed. You laugh. You should laugh. People should watch. It. I cried. I cried. Yeah. I laughed. I I loved. I cried. Did you live, laugh, love? We lived through all the range of emotions. Oh, There's a sign I have in my bathroom. Is it? I don't actually have that. Please. I don't have that sign. I don't. I would never have no. that sign in my bathroom. It's a bit basic. Do, but, would you hang it next I, to your pumpkin spice latte in your North Face fleece? My PSL? I think you are much more likely to get that, you know, being as you're a whole food shopper. That is... Stop it. This is no. Mm, I, mm, uh, I'm not uh, the one that I'm not the one that went there and got this giant picnic for my for me and my girlfriend to enjoy at the park in Chicago. Do you remember? That wasn't me. That was you. Do you remember what I got you? What video game I got you when before you became a father? I got you a video game. Did I get you Transistor? I think I got you Transistor. You might have. Why? Because I got because I remember right before you had a kid or right after it was around the time you had a kid, you said you wanted a game but money because when you have a kid you don't have it. You got a kid, yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna get John this, and I gave you a game, and it was, you know, it was whatever. I I'm not. Oh, I think it might have been Transistor. I think it was Transistor. I'm I'm not doing this to my own horn. So similarly, AC on Game Life Balance Australia was talking about how he has a brand new gaming rig, but no, he has three Steam games and one is Worms Armageddon. Literally, I heard I heard that right. So none of them heard that episode. So he he he'd been talking for like four episodes about how he wants Doom. So as a random act of kindness, I decided to get I got him Doom, and I gifted him on that on Steam, and. I felt a little bad afterwards because cause I got you a game when you became a dad. I got him a game and now he's becoming a dad. But then Rob is all left out, right, on Game of Balance Australia because I didn't know Rob when he had his kid. Mm-hmm. So as a joke, I have... You pooped in an envelope and you <laughs> mailed it to I him. I have all these humble indie bundle Steam keys from these yeah. games that I don't ever want to play or look at. So as a joke, I sent him one and I... And I was, I said something like, "Hey, I know this will be really important to you. I don't want you to feel left out." Or so I tried, like the joke was gonna be basically, "Hey, look at this awesome game I just got. AC. Sure, here's a terrible game." Yeah. That was the, the joke, and the joke is, "Have another kid, and I'll get you a real game," which is probably true. It's like a thing. It, now it's like a tradition because it's I, a thing you do. I think yeah. I gifted Logan, our friend Logan. I'm pretty sure I gifted him Dive Kick or something. It, not a not nothing fancy, but I'm pretty sure I gifted him a game too when he became a dad. So this is like my thing now. Yeah, when I see, you've got a thing. When I see a father, and this is why I was allowed to celebrate Father's Day because I help other fathers bring in celebrate father. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ex- right, bring in the fatherhood. But I don't know if the joke came across in that because then I didn't want to come off as like kind of desperate or weird or just like rich. It's not like I sit around buying games for people. It's not like a thing that I do. It's not like you shop at Whole Foods or but something. But I didn't know how to how to deliver it. Also, the message outside either sounding really mean and heartless or really rich. There's like no middle ground. So I gifted him Costume Quest. It's a great game. Is it? It is. It's an excellent game. Have you played it? Super awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You have not, it's shut awesome. Shut up! You have not played it. 
I 100% you have played You literally it. have never played that game before. Definitely have played that. I have it for the PS3. You are all oh, for the PS... Because you saw me opening Steam just there. You knew I was about to open Steam and call you out on your crap and be like... You can literally, you can literally come and see the save file that I have from played it on the PS3. Could I literally do that? You probably could. When I'm hitchhiking across Lake Michigan to get to Minnesota. Yeah, to get... No, no, to get to Madrid. All right. PlayStation.com. I'm calling you out on this while you read the outro for our podcast because I refuse. I refuse. (sighs) And this is incentive for the listener to... It's a it's a it's a double fine game that takes place at Halloween where you dress up in different costumes and you go trick or treating from door to door. Trust me, I've played it. My friends, why is it why is why is nothing you're, loading? You're obnoxious. All right, well, uh, oh, here we go. L- Calp eighty five, level ten. You have the same icon as me. How original. Listener, thank you for listening to the game. I'm sorry about Cody. Thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance US podcast, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode, and leave us a review if you really want to make our day. You can find us on Gunageek dot uh, on the Gunageek dot com network at Gunageek dot com, or on the official podcast network of W Chicago's WGN Radio at WGN Plus dot com. Learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia, at GameLifeBalance.us. All right, the last games you are you pl- done? The last games you played were Bioshock Two, Nino Kuni, Mass Effect Two, and Dark Souls. That's all it's telling me. And if I Sounds click on right. Costume Quest, see if I cl- I clicked on Costume Quest. If this were Steam, it would say, "Oh, X number of friends have Costume Quest," but it's not. It's Sony, so they don't tell me anything about whether you've played. So I still refuse to believe you. You can continue to to refuse to believe me. I that I don't give a. <laughs>